The good folks at Comics for Fun and Profit have been doing two episodes a week um, for quite some time now, and it's all thanks to, first of all, Jason, and second of all, our patrons, who allow us to add the space on our server, broadcast more, store more, share more with you listeners. I'm envious of those of you who have unlimited storage and media server capabilities. We, we pay for ours here at, at the C4FAP. It ain't cheap. We thank you so much for those of you who go to patreon.com slash comicsfunprofit and contribute at any level to say thanks, to say I want to be a part of your Slack channel, conversations. I want to get exclusives. I want to get early access. I want to get ad-free access. I want to get swag. I want to get some free stuff. Whatever your reasoning is, we appreciate it at any level because it does make a difference. So from the bottom of Kyle and I and Jason's heart, thank you for contributing. Aloha! It's Jason from Hawaii. Welcome to a special edition of the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. In this episode, I will be interviewing Joshua Viola. I'm sorry, Josh, did I pronounce your last name correctly? You got it. All right, thank you very much. He is here to promote the Universe multimedia line that includes video game, comics, and upcoming anthology novel. The first two issues of the Universe um, comics are out right now. Issue number one is a one-shot um, focusing on the character Rayu. And the second issue is um, focusing on the other character, the other main character, Trisha. They are now available. Um, they're available now, um, right now. And issue three for Gret comes out in on July 11th, and Anil comes out on August 8th. Josh, before I ask you how are you doing today, did I pronounce the main characters' names correctly? Uh, Anil is how you pronounce. Anil, uh, okay. Anil. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Josh, welcome to the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great. Yeah. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you very much. Um, listeners, I'm going to briefly go over Josh's past works and awards that he has achieved. Josh, please feel free to correct me. Now, he is a Denver Post bestselling author. His first novel, The Bane of Yoto, won the USA Best Book Awards, National Indie Excellent Awards, International Book Awards, and Independent Publisher Book Awards. Josh, did I miss any any of the any any other? You're good. Yep. We're good. Okay, thank you very much. He is also a video game artist and has worked on Pirates of the Caribbean, Call of the Kraken, and Target Terror. He and his husband Aaron. Lovett collaborated on the Aftershock comics Miskatonic number one, and it was the cover Alpha Comics variant. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. Thank you. He has written a numerous he has written numerous short stories. He wrote a one-shot story, Diminished Seventh. He co-written this with Sean Ads. Ads at it. Did I pronounce Eads? Eads. Okay. That is that is a that is that has appeared in classic monsters unleashed now this anthology was edited by a friend of the show james aqualone 
Josh, did I miss anything? No, you got it. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, before we begin the interview, I want to give a big shout out to Hannah Bahedri of Superfan Promotion for setting up this interview and for the advanced reading copies. Um, Hannah, just thank you very much. Josh, I'm going to ask, you know, do you want to add anything to this? Uh, well, yeah, uh, thanks for thanks for having us and talking about it. And again, uh, thank you to Hannah and uh, Superfan Promotions. They've, they've been great, great to work with. Yes, they are. They they really are. And again, Hannah, thank you very much for all you all your work behind the scenes in sending out uh, you know PR material and even working out our schedules, trying to set up interviews. So, Hannah, thank you very much. Now, Josh, where can listeners follow you on social media? Uh, they can follow me. Uh, I own Hex Publishers. That's the publishing company putting the comics out. So they can follow uh, at Hex Publishers um, on Twitter uh, and uh, Hex Publishers on Facebook. Uh, and then, of course, HexPublishers.com on the web. Mm-hmm. And that's publishers, not publishing. The biggest mistake of my life <laughs> was not doing publishing. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask, you know, please feel free to promote your website. Like, you know, what do you have available on your website? Yeah, Hex, uh, I obviously we're putting out the Unio comics as well as the anthology that's coming out later this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hex is known for anthologies primarily. Um, mm-hmm. So themed anthologies in science fiction, fantasy, uh, and I've published quite a few, you know, uh, fairly recognizable authors, uh, Kevin J. Anderson, Stephen Graham Jones, Steve Rasnick Tim. Uh, the list really goes on, mm-hmm. um, but there are a number of anthologies there, uh, and we also have standalone novels and other comics. So mm-hmm. there's a wide, you know, array of genre fiction you could say. Oh. All right, thank you very much. Now, listeners, before we before I start asking Josh questions, I'm going to let you guys know I do not play video games because, as I told Josh before we started, I. I just don't have time for them. You know, I don't. <laughs> so, but, and I'm going to say, Josh, trust me, trust me. If I had time, I would play them. I would try this. I would try to play this video game. I really would. No worries. So, um, so Josh and even listeners, please bear with me with some of my questions. When I talk to him about the, the video game segment of the universe. Now, if you don't mind, I'd like to start off with the origins of the Universe. How, what is the Universe about? So the Universe is a new science fiction saga um, that Random Games uh, developed. Uh, and that is led by Brent Friedman, the narrative director. Brent um, is really experienced storyteller. He's been in pretty much everything. I would assume that, you know, your listeners have touched a little bit of what he's done he was the writer on star wars the clone wars tv show halo 4 call of duty mm-hmm. um a vast array of projects mm-hmm. um so brent led that uh the universe though is about um the, the the quick version is in the near future on earth uh, uh or on mars uh, humanity has discovered this ancient technology alien tech and they activate it accidentally and what happens is uh the person that we call the brave traveler the astronaut the human astronaut when they activate this technology he ends up on a space station in the middle of nowhere Mm -hmm. um 
he, he's transported there. And then what he later realizes is, is that, oh, he's not actually in his original body. He, he notices that there, things are a little bit different. He's been cloned. His consciousness has been trans, uh, uh, transferred into a clone in, on a space station. And he goes about, uh, uh, and this is the backstory that's actually available on the Universe website, so Universe.com. Um, and by activating this technology, it reawakens this ancient alien tech. And we learn that all of these planets, planets from across the cosmos have been seeded with this tech. And because it was turned back on, it's been off for you know hundreds of thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's reconnected everything and then fast forward 500 years later to where our comics and our video game takes place we've now we're now seeing this this kind of uh uh, galactic government um that has uh that's run by the merge Mm -hmm. and they use this um alien tech to allow certain planets to have access to this conscious transfer of Mm -hmm. sorts yeah and um, they uh, they sort of they they control that. There's some political motivations there, and that's where we pick up on the universe and we introduce our hero characters, which we're highlighting in the comic books. Um, and they uh, uh, really what what how this plays into the video game and what the plans are for the video game is as the full game is released down the road. We only have a a playable demo or alpha currently. Uh, we're building out the larger. Uh, video game now um but that's to give players an opportunity to see various different worlds mm-hmm. and because the uh, the idea that a consciousness is transferred into various types of skins or bodies you yeah. can play a vast array of you know humans aliens uh whatever that may be um so that's that's sort of the gist of the universe it's very you know a lot more complex and and there's a lot of stuff that's unraveled through the the comics and later media but that's that's the gist of it wow that that really sounds pretty cool that really it's, it's a fun project yeah yes, yeah yes yes and, and i i and i'm just trying to clarify again just for me to understand a little bit more. So right now we're in the early stages of the video game, right? Like you you have a demo out right now just to for people just to do correct. Sample. Yeah, we we the the game is uh, uh the demo, the alpha as we call it is available uh on the Universe website so people for PC so people can download that and play the game um as Ryu uh and we uh or rayu there's a um (laughs) we go back and forth on how to pronounce his name uh and then we will be releasing uh krisha later this month um so she'll be a playable character in in the alpha as well later this month that's gonna be pretty good one one of my questions one of the -the off-the-cuff questions i'm just gonna ask for the video game so um um and correct me if i'm wrong when the game is um Later in the future, when the game is all set and everything, uh, will there can people join as multiple? Will it be a multiple player game, video game? Yeah, really. The uh, the idea behind this, and, and just to clarify, so people understand, Random Games was founded by two pretty big heavy hitters in the video game industry. So Tony Harmon, who was on the original develop development team for Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. Crackdown, Donkey Kong Country, and then Wyeth Ridgeway who started Leviathan Games. It's done a number of licensed video games. So Pirates of the Caribbean, The Terminator, mm-hmm. South Park. So these guys really know, you know, the industry. Um, so they founded Random Games uh, with the idea for the Universe as a 
as really an introduction to the, the whole business model is more than just one game. I mean, they really it's franchise building. So mm-hmm. the playable alpha that we have available right now kind of showcases a third person, what we would call a third person, like action adventure shooter with platforming. Any gamers that are listening will know what I'm referring to there mm-hmm. where you're, you know, you're controlling your character, but we're actually building a completely different style of a video game on the side as well, which we haven't announced what that is, but completely different gameplay mechanics. And it it is very focused on multiplayer. Mm -hmm. Um, So yes, the idea is actually to expand and we're trying to pull in other developers to develop more Unioverse games so that we give them all of the art assets and the content Mm -hmm. and they can develop their own games. And Mm -hmm. we're opening that up to, you know, pretty much anybody that has the ability and the capacity to do that, whether they're smaller scale, you know, mm-hmm. listeners could put, that are familiar with doing that could can actually access our assets and build their own games to larger scale studios that can, you know, develop it. And there are certain parameters that, that have to mm-hmm. be followed, but yeah. very easy access for people to, to build and expand the Unioverse. That's why, you know, that, that that's why that's in the title it's a, it, you know it's about a an expansive universe and we want to unite so that's that's the name behind the the reason behind the name that sounds pretty cool now i know you are the creative di- director of this video game franchise now how did your company hex publishers team up with random games so actually so i i got my start in video games that's where i um uh, after college, I, I went to school for an emphasis on that. And I, I got my job actually working for Wyeth, one of the co-founders um, back, you know, this was like early 2000s. I can't remember the exact year, mm-hmm. uh, but I worked with him on uh, as an artist on a variety of video games. And, and we got to know each other really well. We actually, my first novel, it's kind of weird how everything kind of comes together, but my first novel they uh, licensed the right to develop that into a 3D comic book app for mobile back in the infancy of the iPhone. So when <laughs> 3D 3D comic apps were new and fresh, we were one of the first on the on the block. Um, and that working experience, you know, beyond just working with him on video games, but working on that, mm-hmm. we we just developed a really good friendship. Um, so when he started Random Games, I kind of left the video game industry mm-hmm. for a while to focus more on publishing and writing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and really truthfully, not a whole lot of interest to come back. I love video games, uh-huh. but working on them kind of takes the magic away a little bit. If that makes yeah. sense. Yes. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. so I, I left for a little bit, but when Wyeth, uh, founded random games, he reached out to me and said, Hey, look, we're, these are the people involved. That's mm-hmm. what really interested me. Cause there's a lot of people involved that I'm like, that I look up to that are kind of heroes of mine. And that opportunity to work with them, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, man. So there was that. And he said, we want to focus more on just the video game. We want to build this out and, you know, have a, have some narrative. Let's do some comics. Let's do some novels. And I've worked with a variety of uh, other writers, and you know, that, that have a reputation. And so we yes. decided we wanted to do an anthology and pull yeah. in as many creative writers as we could Mm -hmm. so when he mentioned that that made a lot of sense for me to step back into it and that's that's why we're here (laughs) no yes um now i know like you said that um you know um, i know that there's a story that you guys have a very good story team 
um, did your story team, when before you started the video, before they started working on the video games, was there like a Bible that was created for the Universe? Yeah, that I mean, that was a huge part of the work. Um, mm -hmm. So I was brought on really early. Um, Brent Friedman was the only real narrative guy there. I mean, of course, the narrative team has other people, but Brent was leading it. And they established some really loose concepts. Mm -hmm. um, uh, they had the gist of everything in place, the foundation. But when I was pulled in, before I could even get into writing the comics, writing, you know, mm -hmm. working on the anthology, writing yeah. those stories, um, I had to work directly with the story team. I was part of the story team to yeah. figure out the rules. Mm -hmm. So we spent, honestly, over six months going back and forth mm -hmm. developing this and then we created a wiki which is substantial i mean that's the bible that thing mm -hmm. is just uh pages upon pages upon pages and we actually have portions of that available to the public mm -hmm. via the universe website so anybody that has any questions about you know about this universe it's there yeah. so yeah it was a very substantial process and there was a lot of back and forth because we even when we thought we were done we would write something in the comics mm -hmm. and then it would actually pose a problem for mm -hmm. that we hadn't thought out and we'd have yeah. to go back to square one we probably rewrite rewrote those comics like 15 times it was insane <laughs> but um yeah so there's a really in-depth uh wiki or bible and then mm -hmm. i actually took a portion of that and it's included in the back of the book that's coming out oh, so that okay. people can have direct access to that when they're reading yes. and it might make it a little easier to understand some concepts. Because, and correct me if I'm wrong, because uh, like for um, Rayun, um in the first issue, you guys, you, there's like a quick little blurb in the back about him yeah. and his race. Right. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, so each each comic that comes out, we're releasing a total of six. Mm -hmm. So the first the first five are highlighting our five main heroes that we, you know, have a plan for releasing. There will be more hopefully down the road, and then the sixth introduces the villain, um, and they are they are as you'll read more issues they are connected and they yes. they come together in the sixth issue. And each issue, I wanted to highlight the main you know the main characters and give a little blurb yes. for their more background info and that's just a tiny piece you know we've we've really planned it out there's many pages for each character but but um yeah so when we actually compile and collect all of the uh the comics together mm -hmm. when we release the like the whole the whole collection um i plan to include even more little side characters that we created bios and art for 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 readers to look into um before I start getting into the comments, um, actually, let me ask this question be before I jump into the comics. What were some of the influence to the universe? Because when I'm reading the comic, I see hints of a little bit of samurai influence. Um, mm, yeah. A little bit hints of like, the, of course, Star Wars. But a little yeah. bit more of the political, the political and religious um, intrigue that goes back and forth in it. So, like, did you guys talk about like, you know, certain movies, certain um, novel series that influenced you guys? It's more than I could even jot down. But mm -hmm. I, but certainly, you're picking up the, on the samurai influence for uh, Rayu's design. Yes. That's very, very clear because he's got 
you know, his weaponry. He's got a short sword and a long sword, among other things. But mm-hmm. his design, I mean, that was actually in the f- initial blurb that Brent had prepared where he's 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 like a samurai. Wow. Um, but yeah, as far as movies, Star Wars, clearly a big one, right? Mm-hmm. And Brent coming from working on the Star Wars property, I think that's just in, in his DNA. Yes. But, but we talked a lot about actually, and anybody that's familiar with like conscious you know putting a consciousness in something altered carbon so altered carbon was a big influence and actually um more for tone um and and like kind of the political uh complexities of things uh, game of thrones Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. so we you know this this is like marketed to a general audience but it does lean into some darker darker stuff for sure Mm -hmm. but in the anthology when you when people read it and we really really played with the different genres so we've got you know there's some like true horror that's inspired by the thing aliens you know but then we've got the more we even have some stories that feel very indiana jones adventure Mm -hmm. yeah so a vast array of 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 influences you know um and that's what again makes this fun because it the idea is that it can encompass all of that, you yeah. know? So, so that's, the, that, that was definitely, um, you know, a lot of different influences for sure. Oh, that sounds cool. That really does. All right. I'm just going to start jumping into the comics. I've already read the first two issues. Now listeners, Josh has, now Josh, correct me if I'm wrong. So all six issues you have co-written. Now these all six issues are interconnected um and you have um your co-writer on this is um Angie Holdap is that correct correct okay and then um i'm just because I, well actually we already hinted that some of these stories are are kind of like um introducing the characters to readers and also to comic book readers slash gamers as well too am i correct on that yeah so the idea behind the comics in that sense is to really to, to appeal to both people. We wanted to, we're teasing things, you know, if you've only, you've only read the first two issues. So there's a lot of stuff that we've teased that needs to be explained later, but the idea is to rope in people that aren't familiar with the universe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it, general appeal there, introduce the, the characters and, and pull, make people interested. That's, that's the, the goal. Uh, and then for those, you know, we already have a community of followers that that are very aware of what the universe is. Nice. So this goes just a little deeper for yes. them. It gives them more explanation for things. Um, so it's accomplishing both of those uh, those tasks. And yeah, we're the the intention is to show you who these characters are and how they interact with each other. So we had a lot of conversations. This is like they become sort of a team, almost like the Avengers, but they're not like. Uh, 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 they're not happy about it. You know, they're, they're kind of all solitary figures um, that are doing their own thing. They, they, they're forced into a situation where they have to work together and they don't have a choice. So it's more, it's even more of a group than a team um, mm-hmm. because they don't have a choice. So yeah, that, that was the intention. And then actually, as you read, and you might've picked up on this a little bit from issue one to issue two, we circle back to, to, to what happens there. And yes. then each, each issue that follows, except for the sixth one, we do the same thing. So it's almost like we're showing all of these characters where they're at, 
on the same day. Yes. And we're, we're teasing those, those connections. So. And that's the thing. This is the off the cuff comment, but that's the thing I loved about the first two issues. Awesome. That's good. You to know, hear. I, because I'm reading first. Okay. This is cool. And then, you know, um, um, when, when Rayu tracks down, um, Krisha, um, at the end, at the end of issue one, in issue two, we pick up where Krisha is because they already right. talked about, you know, what she has done in issue. We only, they only talked about what she's done in issue, what happened in issue one. Mm-hmm. But then, yes, like you say, you circle around because like, then you see where Krisha goes, you know, I see where Rayu is. And it's like, oh my God, I remember seeing that. Yeah. It's from a different point of view. And, and, well, I'm, I, that's awesome to hear. I love it too. Uh, and truthfully, all the credit for that has to go to Angie. That was her idea. Mm-hmm. And I'd never tackled like an episodic, you know, these are episodic releases, right? Yes. They're different issues, but the, 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 the callbacks to make them all happen in that same time, I'd yes. never done that before. So she, that was really her idea and she, she really helped nail it. So I'm glad that you appreciate that because I thought it was cool and it just gets more fun as the issues go on. Um, yeah. how they're all connected so and also and yeah but like i said i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it at that because i, I don't want to spoil anything else but like i said but it's very nice it's a it's it's thank it's you like, wow this is cool i i love it it's great thank um, you appreciate it and then um now for listeners you know i've already you know we've already mentioned rayu um has that samurai vibe to it to me, he feels like that ninja Ronin. Because mm-hmm. Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I think um Rayu is um the last of his kind, if I remember correctly. I, I can't remember if it was Yeah, know. he we um the, the a little bit of the backstory there. Uh what we call the consciousness tech, uh mm-hmm. it, how they you sit in something called a transpod and, and from one planet one location to another and it transfers your consciousness and and again it can clone your original body Mm -hmm. which some people prefer or you can use other uh, other skins you can inhabit something else you can even we get into uh, some fun interesting ideas where lower income people in this universe they can't afford a clone or they can't afford a higher end skin so they're using a rental skin that somebody could have used you know and they're kind of lower, but, but that's kind of straying off the topic, but, but, uh, Rayu was, um, trapped in a transpod and his own skin for hundreds of thousands of years yeah. in, in this, like, you know, since all that tech was shut off, he was just there. So he awakens, you know, in the time now, and he has a little bit of, he remembers some things, he has some knowledge, but he's trying to discover, who his people were, why they were so important mm-hmm. and why he's the last of his kind. Yeah. Um, so we tease a little bit of that and and we have plans to explain more of it later on if, if this is successful and we can continue. Because the other, the other cool thing about Ryu is I love the cool design of the armor. I love it. I, oh man. Just, yeah. You know, and the cool thing too, if you, if you play the game, um, and this is like what really makes it unique for each version of Ryu that we have available uh, for the video game. There's 20,000 different variations of his armor. So you well, can... Wait, wait. I'm sorry. 
Okay, no, 20,000. Finish, finish up, yeah. finish up. Sorry. Yeah. So when the way you acquire the characters, you can get, uh, it's kind of randomly generated, but we, we have a system in place that for uniqueness. Now we have some that we call commons. So there's more common sets mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, and the odds of you getting a common are very high, but mm -hmm. we have a vast array of styles. So yeah, 20,000 and we're doing that for each character. So Krisha coming out, the promo images of her shows her with her without her hood with the blue hair. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, but they just today on the Universe uh, Twitter uh, uh, account, I saw they were teasing this version of her, you know, decked out in this full mask with Tron like lighting and just a vast array of styles. So, so if you like the armor, wait yes. till you see all of the different variations. It's pretty crazy. Okay, all right, that's that's pretty cool. Um, now, Ryu also, in the first issue, he talks to someone named Ol Olen Gray. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Right? So, mm -hmm. He kind of sort of reminds me of the you know one of the guardians of the universe from the Green Lantern. You know, that he has this wisdom and he has this all-knowing calmness and presence about him. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about him. Sure. Yeah. He's so Olin Gray. Um, that was, that was actually a character that Sean and I created Sean Eads and I, cause we co-wrote a story in the, uh, uh, in the novel um, that'll be coming out later. And he is basically the oldest member of the merge, which is again, this, this um, the merge is the political structure that's controlling the 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 mass o or the mason zero which is the the, the tech that's been activated mm -hmm. and so they form this political system that again if you're if your planet was seeded with this ancient tech and it's been turned on then you have to adhere to a number of rules to mm -hmm. join the merge and actually have access to using using the mass o and so olin gray is the oldest one that's been on since since the merge was founded um you know, a few hundred years ago within mm -hmm. the, within this universe, mm -hmm. he's the oldest serving member and, and he's the one that's making all of the, um, the big decisions um, mm -hmm. or, or helping influence them. So mm -hmm. he's, he is, he plays that kind of like, you know, that wise, uh, uh, the Yoda of this yes. universe. Right. So yeah. he's, mm -hmm. he's carrying that wisdom and, um, and it allows us to really play with uh, uh, backstory elements through his character. Okay, all right. Now I'm gonna jump to the next character for issue number two. Um uh, Krisha. Um she's introduced in the first issue. I love the close-up of her face. It was beautiful. And it, it had that nice Patrick Nagel 1980s art star art style vibe to it. It was amazing. Ben's art is great. Yeah. Yes. He he. Uh, just to talk a little bit about Ben. So Ben Matsuya uh, illustrated all of the internals for all of these, mm -hmm. um, and his style is typically a little more um, animated. You know, mm -hmm. uh, 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 traditionally, and and so when working with uh with me on the universe, we. We wanted to f go a little grittier, but yeah. still maintain that that kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, he's especially great with colors, and you know, yeah. it's it's so so good. But but Ben really gets. Uh, I've said this in a number of interviews, but he really gets sequential storytelling better than I've worked with a lot of artists, but mm -hmm. he gets it 
better. And that's because I think he really is concerned story first and, mm-hmm. and the art grows from there organically. Yes. But yeah, beautiful work. He's I, I actually I've become good friends with him and we have a number of other projects and the works beyond this just because mm-hmm. I, I love love working with him. That's great. And the other I have to mention I didn't write this down in my notes and um but I love the colors. Like you said, yes. they're very bright. Yeah, he's um, man, his sense of color theory is phenomenal. It, it's really nice. It's um even when like um when Royu is walking in the streets, I mean, you know, there is like you know, I guess like either and correct me if I'm like either darker or earth tone colors, but it's not dark, dark where you know it, it's still a little bit light and it still feels um a little bit of a brightness to it that I still love. yeah the fun thing too and unfortunately because you haven't seen it because it doesn't happen until issue three and on but we talked a lot about issues one and two take place on the same the space station the hub Mm -hmm. so so the colors are the same but then from issue three and on each each issue takes place on a different planet and so we we talked about how do we we really want to make it feel that way so that each Mm -hmm. comic has a different color color theme to, to feel like we're on a different setting yes. and it gets even crazier as the, his, his color work gets, it's just gorgeous. It's, it's great to look at. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I'm going to ask a dumb question now, you know, um, actually you've already, we already talked about this, this, you know, the one chance, you know, enhance the video game experience. Um, I'm going to ask, you know, let's say if there's a gamer that just wants to play the game, do they need to read the comic to know what's the background story of the characters or? Right now with the, the playable demo, Mm -hmm. I would recommend that because the demo is more about the gameplay and the presentation. So there's not really a lot of story narrative. There's like little hints visually of, of things that tie in together mm-hmm. uh, in the grand scheme of things. When the full game is released, that ideally will have, you know, a narrative breakdown, um, but currently it's more of the gameplay. So if you really want to know about these characters, uh, it's going to be through the comics, through mm-hmm. the anthology. Yes. And then of course, through the wiki that's on, on the website so yeah i I would definitely recommend um checking out the comics uh uh, it just they complement each other right you get to know more about them through the comics and you really get to see what the characters can do in in the actual game yes um now if a comic book reader is interested in getting a copy of these one shots where can they um buy them yeah the the print versions are exclusive through hexpublishers.com okay uh, and the cool thing about that is that, uh, um, so r- limited print run, but we are, like I mentioned with the armor earlier, um, we're, we did a variant, a rare variant. <clears throat> so it's uh, what we call our legendary version. So there's the common version of the comic, which mm-hmm. is your traditional artwork. And then we've got legendary edition, which has a a nice uh, tweaked version of the art. Um, and it's a better print. It's matte print with nice UV spot printing. And then on the inside, it's signed by the, the team. Um, and we're randomly fulfilling those just like we do with the armor. So there's a 18% chance if you purchase that, you'll get the signed variant edition um, when purchased mm-hmm. in print. Off the cuff question, because I just thought about it. Um, after all um, 
six issues are released. Are you guys looking to put it on in one trade? Yes. Like later in the job. That's yep, definitely. And and I'm hoping we're hoping to add. Uh, we haven't gotten there yet because we're actually finishing up the sixth issue, sixth and final issue, uh, and then we'll move right into collecting that. But yeah, there's a lot of cool concept art I'm hoping to to, to throw in there that nobody's seen. Pretty cool. Before I move on to the anthology, would you like to give out shout outs to your artists for this series? I, I know we already talked about Ben. So. Yeah, uh, Ben, like I said, uh, phenomenal artist. Anybody who's unfamiliar with him should follow him because his he's got a few other comics that are out there. Uh, beautiful work. Um, mm -hmm. AJ Nazaro did all of our covers. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. And he's uh, equally great. AJ uh, has a, um, he works in games primarily. So he's an artist for Overwatch, um, Hearthstone. Um, you know, he works primarily for Blizzard Entertainment, mm -hmm. has been for some time doing artwork for him. Beautiful, beautiful art. He's a good friend of mine and we've collaborated before. So this was a great opportunity to work together again. Um, so yeah. And then the story team, yes. uh, was was you know working with angie in particular was great but uh -huh. brent friedman andy baker uh, -huh. uh the art director uh ken hall uh the concept artist stuart jennett stuart's uh -huh. great he he worked on um he's worked on so much stuff a lot in comics um uh, star citizen video game uh and then of course we've got um uh, wyeth ridgeway uh -huh. who's who who played who was constantly correcting us on everything uh during the process but yeah phenomenal team to work with and then also to um aaron too your husband uh, right yes yes of course mm -hmm. i can't believe i yeah no. aaron um aaron worked on a lot of the concepts early concept art for ben to work off of so uh not for every character but for you know the main hero characters were developed uh -huh. Um, in advance before Aaron came on, but most of the side characters like Olin Gray, mm -hmm. um, Novo, Ryan, uh, and other characters you'll meet in the comics, Aaron did the initial concepts, which I'm hoping to include in the collection, and then Ben took them and turned them into his style. Before I jump into the anthology, because I want to get back to a couple questions um, from the comic books, and, and I think it's kind of a little fun thing you guys did was um, because if I remember correctly, I think in issue two, Krisha says a word, something like, I'm not a drecking child. <laughs> so yeah. is that your guys, is there your guys swear word for like, like Battlestar Galactica? Like, yeah, okay. exactly. We, and we actually have quite a number of them. Um, and they're all highlighted in our glossary in the uh, anthology. So, you know, we have some like traditional earth swear words yeah. you know but we thought and it's not at all about like trying to make it cleaner or anything it was just like logically like would would popular swear words now make any sense in this universe you know and and it didn't so we compiled some of those language uh choices um and they're again they're they're you'll see more of them in the anthology and then we highlight them in the glossary to make sense of you know what they are <laughs> oh that's so pretty cool that is so cool okay so the the anthology it's going to be called correct me if i'm wrong stories of the reconvergence is that correct exactly yep now i know you've already talked about like it, it's going to range from everything from horror to like an indiana jones vibe theme to everything in between um i know you and angie are editing this book i'm going to ask 
like who are some of the writers are you already mentioned that you've already worked with you know some some you know well-known writers but can for our listeners can you mention who some of these writers are yeah well yeah so and just to give a little background on the anthology the idea here we do touch a little bit on some of the stories have the characters that are established in the game and there's some tie-ins to the comics but the idea of the anthology is to go deeper and expand so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of new stuff that nobody's familiar with so we really wanted to show how big you know this this storytelling format you know what what it allows people to play Mm -hmm. with um and Angie and I wrote some stories in the book ourselves, but we have um, uh, Stephen Graham Jones, uh, who's a phenomenal writer, good friend of mine. Um, he's, for those familiar with comics, uh, he's uh, the author, the writer of Earth Divers from IDW. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Stephen's great. Uh, Linda D. Addison, she's, she's phenomenal. She's done a lot of um, media tie-ins. Uh, uh, recently she did a, short stories for the predator the latest predator anthology and then i th- i believe she's done um uh i want to say black panther uh okay. tie-ins uh kevin j anderson oh, he's yeah. he's very well known star yeah. wars dune you yeah. know the, those series um a lot of great writers uh mario acevedo um andy baker karina Bassett, mm-hmm. kenneth w kane dayton ward and kevin delmore co-wrote a story together uh and they have a uh they've done a lot of stuff in the star Trek universe. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, and Sean Eads, he's, he and I co-wrote uh, our story together. Sean is a, a frequent collaborator of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a Shirley Jackson award nominee, uh, phenomenal writer. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this is, um, uh, he, he played a little bit of a role in developing some of the characters in the comic. Um, so for him, this was neat because he never worked, even though the anthology is not a comic, but he, he got to dabble a little bit in the comics as well. And that was uh, fun for him because he'd never done that before. Cool. Okay. Now I, now correct me if I'm wrong, because you mentioned that this book is going to come out um, later this summer. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe the, uh, uh, we're going to be in target. Hopefully the the anthology will be out. um, I believe August 15th is the date. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, newsflash for all your listeners. I, I think that's the official date they heard it first. Okay. <laughs> all right. And then, where can um, gamers slash readers pick up a copy of, of this book? Uh, it'll be available through all the major um, retailers uh, uh, that were you were you. Oh, nice. So, um, yeah, yeah. There, there's, uh, and it'll be available. Um, we're still, we're actually finalizing. It's done. We're formatting and putting the book together mm-hmm. now, but I do believe we're um, going to have hardcover paperback and ebook. So. Oh, okay. All right. That's nice. Now I know you can't talk about any, any of this stuff, but I, you know, um, are there plans to do any more? Are there plans hopefully to do limited comic book series or novels or do you get to have something in mind already and it's just waiting to go get the green light? Yeah, we've, um, I can talk a little bit about it. All of this has clearly everything to do with, um, the success of the project, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, we've, we've talked about both, um, uh, doing novels based specifically in some of the characters. So, you know, this is an anthology that we have coming out. So that's, you know, a bunch of short stories, Mm -hmm. but we talked about doing novels based on, you know, Krisha's backstory, mm-hmm. uh, some other characters. Um, and, 
I really want to continue this comic series. We, we tell a full story, but we do sort of have a cliffhanger at the end of six so that if we wanted to pick up on that, we could. And I already know, you know, we've kind of mapped out where that would go and Mm -hmm. that would be a lot of fun to realize Mm -hmm. that. So there's definitely lots of plans to move forward. Um, We've just got to cross our fingers and hope uh, people like it and that it's successful. So. All right, Josh, I'm slowly wrapping things up. I'm going to start, I'm going to just change over to, I'm going to ask you some fun questions. Sure. What was one of your favorite convention moments, either as a fan or as a creator? And it it can either be at a comic book convention or um, a gaming convention, either one. Sure. Yeah, I... uh... Probably the most memorable. I'm not. I've done a lot of cons. Particularly, I have booths and I sell you know, oh. product. I've actually never attended any con as just a a, a fan, um, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. Um, but one year, and I'm not a big cosplayer uh, as far as dressing up and going. But I did um, spend a lot of a ridiculous amount of money many years ago, and I bought uh, a very high end um, replica Ninja Turtle costume nice you know like six grand it was it was astronomical Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it looks it's movie quality it's phenomenal uh and one year this was just a few it was before covid maybe 2019 denver Mm -hmm. comic-con um i uh i decided to finally put it on where i'd never done that experience before and uh i had a lot of fun i wouldn't do it again though (laughs) (laughs) because that thing took forever to put on and it was kind of gross because by the end of it you know the ninja turtles have three uh, yeah. fingers right and they're huge you know each finger like I, I had to put two fingers in each finger it was yeah. just massive and by the end of it I was walking and I, I was sloshing with sweat like it was all collected in the bottom oh, yeah. of the fingers yeah. it was awful <laughs> awful but I couldn't every like five steps I was taking pictures with groups of people and then I did some fun stuff I laid down on the floor on the shell like I was a turtle on his yeah. back and couldn't get up and that got a lot of so that was that was a lot of fun and uh uh but I wouldn't do it again <laughs> it was just too much work to haul that thing in and get suited up but it was cool but the fun thing is that you did it you've done it you said you've done it and yeah exactly yeah it it, it was neat it was neat seeing you know so many little kids wanted to take pictures and, and you know they they just just the you know, uh, Ninja Turtles is just, I mean, I've got Leonardo tattooed on my arm. So, mm-hmm. you know, a big part of my childhood. So it was kind of cool to realize that as an adult and then see kids that are much younger than me, you know, loving that experience too. So off the cuff question, did you meet um, Kevin Eastman? I have not met him, but I have his autograph. I have multiple signatures, mm-hmm. but I have not met him yet. Um, uh, okay. uh, I've been at shows where he's there. It's just the lines are too crazy, but I should, I, I wish that he was there when I was wearing the costume. Cause I would have made sure he saw me, but oh yes. didn't happen. <laughs> okay. All right. That new, that new Ninja Turtles movie, by the way, the mutant mayhem it looks mm-hmm. amazing. I can't wait for that. <laughs> All right. Now have you and your family been to Hawaii? Yeah, I have been three times. Uh-huh. Um, uh, actually, we were talking potentially about going uh, again later this year. Have to figure oh, okay. it out. I've got a new. I've got a son now. He's ten months old. We mm-hmm. haven't, and I haven't taken a vacation since 2019. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm in desperate need of one. So mm-hmm. hopefully we uh, make our way to Maui again. That would be nice. Uh, that'd be nice. That would be yeah. really nice. All right. 
Last question. Any closing words to our listeners? I just want to thank everybody for tuning in and letting me talk about what the universe is. And I hope it was uh, uh, intriguing enough that they're willing to give it a shot. We, we, we're very excited about the project. And I think that uh, anybody who dives into the comics, whether they're familiar or unfamiliar, there's a lot of fun to be had. And uh, uh, especially as the story, uh, as more issues come out and, mm-hmm. and you get to connect the dots and then actually playing the, the game it's it's a lot of fun for people so i hope they enjoy it and uh i appreciate them taking the time to listen josh i wish you and the creative team behind the universe um property all the success i want to say thank you very much mahalo thank you for your time thank you for giving me this opportunity to interview you i also want to thank hannah superfan promotions for setting up this interview Um, And Hannah, thank you very much for the advanced copies. Thank you very much. If you are a new comic book reader or a lifelong gamer slash comic book reader, please check out the Universe Multimedia line. I read the first two issues of the comic and I love the story because to me, it it, it, no pun intended, but it transported me to another, another universe, you know, with cool and interesting characters with amazing art. And Josh, I'm being serious. Um, when I heard about the um, anthology novel that's going to come out later this summer, I'm definitely ordering that. I'm going to get that. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. I want to thank Drew, the co-host of Comics for Fun and Profit, for putting this episode together. Drew, thank you very much for all your hard work behind the scenes. And if you are a new listener, please check out new episodes of Comics for Fun and Profit that comes out every Saturday. And I'll thank you, the listener. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening to this episode. Until next time, guys. Aloha. Aloha. Thank you. Mahalo. <laughs> RLCS is Cowabunga Comics out of Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. And their mail order company, Deep Discount Comics. Um, and we went there and, and we were actually invoice number 0001. We, are the, we were the very first, <laughs> their very first customer. Um, which was kind of cool. They've been nothing short of fantastic. Customer service-wise, discounts, they were very close, if not the same or better than DCBS on a lot of things. Um, Mm -hmm. Over and above, uh, customer service-wise, always taking care of us, going the extra mile, so responsive, getting instantaneous uh, responses back to uh, questions about things. And to the point where knowing the stuff you like and anticipating your needs and having it suggested to, that you might want to add this to your order already uh, before you even have to think about about it. That's kind of cool. Really quality experience. So we, we love working with Cowabunga and Deep Discount. And that's why they're in our show notes every single episode and have been for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes mm-hmm. that we leave them there because we like them. They're cool, good people. That's why they're in there. By God, they'd tell you to, if you've got a local comic book shop that you love, stay with them because every, everybody needs to support their local comic shops. But if you're looking, check them out. You can check them out in, in the show notes. There's plenty of ways to get a hold of them. Either get on their list just so you can check and see what kind of FOC and pre-order stuff they have and the discounts, and they'll send it to you um, each month, get you on that email list. And you can check out their shop because they have 
a great shop of exclusive Cowabunga mm-hmm. variants. Amazing stuff. Yes, they've always been there for us, and we take them for granted. So there you go. Now you, now you know. <laughs>